This is your source for genre news, album reviews, and commentary on all things heavy. The Mailbag. Here are your hosts, Brendan Flum and George Fong. Hello and welcome back to the Metal Pod episode 12. As you can see by the graphic displayed on screen, we are not in the studio and we are not in person because Michigan State has sanctioned a strict enhanced physical distancing mandate. So therefore, me and Brendan are back to remote recording. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty sweet. (laughs) It is. Not. As in, it's terrible. Yep. Um, Breaking news. Uh, We have some uncomfortable information that has surfaced about uh brian warner aka marilyn manson um george's favorite artist of all time my favorite artist of all time some allegations have come through uh and yeah we'll touch on that heavily today but before that what do you got on <laughs> just, just like the typical stupid ass local news breaking news <laughs> right after this um right yeah. after right after this commercial break <laughs> yeah and that commercial break is the shirt stories of course perfect I am wearing my code orange shirt today uh, from when I saw them, as we talked about on the last episode, uh, when Nicole, your, your girl, opened for them. Opted out of the Nicole shirt and went for the code orange one? <laughs> I don't have a Nicole Stingy shirt. Stingy move. Should have yeah. got the Nicole shirt as well. Well, no, definitely not. But <laughs> the thing is, you see, the reason I'm wearing this is because it's Valentine's Day. This okay. is our Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. Um, Reba Myers, guitarist. And vocalist of Code Orange. If you're listening to this, will you be my Valentine? <laughs> Reba, please let Brendan know. Yeah, she is uh she is one badass motherfucker. So she plays guitar? Yeah, she's one of the guitarists and co vocalists. So nice. I, I had to, you know. I think I think uh are you an, an Arch Enemy fan? I am not. That that is my metalhead crush, I would say, any of the singers in Arch Enemy because Is she an Arch Enemy as well? Reba Myers? Yeah. No. I'm, this I'm just is saying. separate? This is separate. Okay. Uh, is that the one with two females? They, they've had multiple singers, but, okay. but they're always a blonde German just sc- screaming death metal. So nice. it's, it's awesome. But so, yeah, of all the shirts I had, I had to go with Reba for sure. Nice. Reba, please don't leave Brennan hanging. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess my Valentine would have to be Maria Brink. Oh my God. <laughs> Of course it would be. No, no, no. It wouldn't, actually. My my, my uh, heavy metal crush would be um, the chick from The Pretty Reckless. What's her name? Taylor Momsen. Taylor Momsen. Cindy Lou Who. Yes. She's my uh, <laughs> Valentine crush. So she's pretty awesome. Please reply to me. Yeah. Um, what shirt are you got on? I have, I, like I said, I've run out of metal shirts. I actually have. I don't have as many as Brandon. I gave you one for Christmas, bro. Yeah, but I can't wear that. I can't do that for the shirt stories. I already know about that one. Yeah, I, but I don't have my flannel on today. I'll have my flannel on next time. There's still right, patches on there. Right. right now, I'm wearing a shirt that says "Shoot Me" on it, so that's pretty metal. <laughs> it's a roll of film. Oh, that's what that was. That's holding a sign that says "Shoot Me" because you shoot on film. I thought it was a coffee cup, but that makes a lot more sense. I thought it was sense. a gun at first, and I thought that yeah, was pretty that sweet. Yeah, that too. It's not a coffee cup. Right. Um. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess that concludes the commercial break. Back to the breaking news. Yep. Uh, this is a doozy, folks. Brace yeah, yourself. so, yeah, we're going to unpack this, but... A lot to unpack right now. Two weeks ago... This was before we, um, or, sorry, 
we we didn't know about this news when we recorded the last episode, so yeah. that's why we are addressing it now. Right. About two weeks ago, um, some accusations came out in a lawsuit against Marilyn Manson, like we said, mm-hmm. Brian, um, a former romantic interest of his, Evan Rachel Wood, mm-hmm. um, has spoken out and claimed that Marilyn Manson abused her and groomed her as a teenager. Um amongst other things. Uh, and she spoke for um, a few years about being a sexual assault, uh, a survivor of sexual abuse. She never named who it was. And she just recently was like, yeah, it was Marilyn Manson. Right. Um, they had a relationship in 2007 when she was 19 and he was 38 and they were briefly engaged, never married. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, this, I mean, were you shocked by this? I can't say I mean, no pun intended, shock, but uh, sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, put some comic relief to this to kind of ease the tension because this is obviously very heavy stuff, very heavy stuff, because uh, like I said, this is your favorite artist of all time. It is. It's one of, he, he was one of my favorite artists of all time. Uh, am I shocked by this? Can't say I'm shocked. Um, it's Marilyn Manson, you know. Agreed. Um. I don't know. Like, do I have to say more? Like, the Antichrist superstar, the the, the god, god of fuck. fuck. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm. I am. I'm not shocked. Surprised. I don't. I don't know what the word is. Like, caught I, off guard. I guess would be the word. Yeah. I mean, I. I just wish it wasn't true. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's all it is. But it this is. isn't the first time that he's also right. had allegations. This one's. This one seems you know like the most serious. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, just to put this out now, we absolutely support survivors of abuse. We don't condone yep. this type of behavior. This is, I mean, that behavior is disgusting and terrible and um, needs to be taken out of the music industry and the film industry. You know, mm-hmm. the, the Me Too movement, yeah. Harvey Weinstein, all that stuff. Um, women are being empowered to step up about the abuse that they've experienced in, in entertainment. Um, and that's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just terrible to, when you find out that one of your favorite artists were involved in these types of things and it's um i mean we, t- we touched on it last episode like can you separate can i even listen to this music anymore should i listen to this music how should i feel about this these are all gray areas right separating art from uh artists from uh their art is a large topic uh which we'll be diving deep into later um yeah i mean i can't say i was surprised i would just say that i'm upset yeah for sure why now? Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you said that because if, if you don't mind, I'm going to read her statement. Okay. And then I'm going to read what he said in response just so it's out there. Yeah. For people who haven't seen it. Yep. So for those who don't know, Evan Rachel Wood is an actress. Um, she's obviously, you know, relatively famous, of course. Yeah. Um, she made this statement on, what was it, Instagram? Yes. It, it read verbatim, word for word, as I'm about to read it. The name of my abuser is Brian Warner, also known to the world as Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. He started grooming me when I was a teenager and horrifically abused me for years. I was brainwashed and manipulated into submission. I am done living in fear of retaliation, slander, or blackmail. I am here to expose this dangerous man and call out the many industries that have enabled him before he ruins any more lives. I stand with the many victims who will no longer be silent. 
yeah i'll, I'll say something as well mm-hmm. um and uh i pulled some quotes off of new york times articles and another article and okay. she uh this is another quote from her she said that she didn't report her abuser to the authorities because the statute of limitations had long passed when she um and she chose not to name him because she felt that she had come to terms with her own, she had to come to terms with her own story first. Right. So by the time that she was able to resolve everything in her mind, the statute of limitations passed, so therefore he couldn't be charged with anything. Right. It was too late. Um because I mean you said what, two thousand seven? Yes. That's, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. obviously a pretty long time ago. Right. And we don't know when she came, like it could have been 2008 when she came. I don't know how long the statute of limitations is, but uh, yeah, yeah, it could have been for a while. And she could have just been like, yeah, I'm just not going to say anything until now. Right. Um, but she, in terms of the other victims, because several other women have stepped forward, have stepped forward. Yeah. Including his former partners, Rose McGowan and Dita Von Tees. Yes. And I have quotes from them as well. Okay. So, yeah, I just have on here. Um, it, it, another thing, too, we're trying to be impartial here. Yeah. Um, we're just here to report the news to you and um, just inform you. Yeah. So, yeah, this isn't the first time it happened. In 2018, the actress uh, Charlene uh, Yee accused Marilyn of harassment um, in, on Twitter, which the tweets of have been deleted mm. since um, in September of 2020. Dan Cleary. Um, right. Per, who, uh, his personal assistant. His personal assistant. Nancy's personal assistant. Yep. Said that he had worked as an assistant uh, for several years and wrote on Twitter that he had witnessed the singer being abusive. That's all he said. Right. So pretty broad. That's why I'm, I'm not really surprised because, you know, these things, rumors have been uh, floating around about things and, you know, obviously um, I'm, I'm going to assume having read Marilyn Manson's book, which is our book club uh, this month, which I forgot to mention, um, you know, he's, I wouldn't say he's a good person. Right. Uh, he was abused as a child, which isn't ex- an excuse, but it's just, you know, a we're not making excuses for him. We're just telling it not how, how the story goes. Right. So, you know, you can see reasons for the way that he is. Um, he's, I, he's never claimed to be a good person. Uh, his music <laughs> doesn't particularly, particularly make you feel very happy inside when you listen to it. So I'm, I, you know, just based off of that, you know, it's, he set up this type of character that we want to see him as, you know, the anti Antichrist superstar. It's um, in the name. Right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I mean, just going even farther back, Columbine, like that needs to be addressed because yeah. he, he was the scapegoat for that whole incident. Right. And that was the inc- the single incident that set it off for school shootings. Yeah. Every school shooting that's ever happened since, they, they somehow tie it back to Columbine. Yeah. Because that was like the first major one. Right. And he got blamed for that. Yeah. And he, that was when he really got demonized. That's when people right. were like, yeah, my kids, he needs to be taken away from the public eye because he's ruining the youth of America. Right, but I will say the way he handled the response to Columbine is part of the reason I like him so much. Yeah, because very he apt. was yeah, and a lot more intelligent than the people who were like belittling mm-hmm. him, bowling for Columbine. Right, exactly. So I yeah. mean, but this is obviously a, a way different story. So. It is, yeah. So like we said, this is not the first time that we've heard Marilyn Manson quote unquote slander or right. whatever. Um, do you have anything else about uh, past victims? Should I go to Dita? Yeah, you can talk about Dita for sure. Okay, so uh, yeah, Dita Von Tees, obviously another famous burlesque dancer, actress, whatever you want to call her. Mm-hmm. Um, she also spoke out on Instagram. Right. 
because obviously everyone's probably asking questions like, oh, they were married for a good amount of time. Um, and yeah, so she just felt like she needed to speak out about her ex-husband. And she said that she sides with the victims. Um, but the accusations that have came out do not reflect their relationship. That was her official statement. So that I mean, emotional, physical abuse, all that stuff that Evan Rachel Wood claimed that Brian um, subjected her to. Dita said that that does not reflect their relationship. Right. She said that relationship ended due to infidelity and drug abuse. Okay. Which, again, I'm not surprised by. Right. But I'm not trying to put words in her mouth, but to me that sounds like he did not do any of those things to her. Uh, specifically, yeah. So. And that was her only, she said that, I'm just going to say this once and that was it. Okay. Um. So that, and then she's probably, I'd say her, his most famous ex-lover. Yeah. So that's why she probably felt pressured from her management and yeah, fans yeah, yeah. to say something about it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you got anything else to say about In terms other, of, other other individuals that came up? Um, I mean, there's definitely some other individuals that came up, not former lovers, but I'm just going to kind of... The way I, 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 I did more research for this than anything I've ever done for this because okay. I wanted our story to be straight, obviously. Right, and I right. Want, I want to tell it like it is. And I think the best way to do that is just go in the order of how the headlines came out, you know, mm-hmm. just for all transparency's sake and all that. Right. So in response to those claims, his record label, Loma Vista, dropped him. Yep. Uh, his agency dropped him. Yep. He lost roles in TV shows. Uh, yeah. I have, uh, what TV show was it? I don't even know. So I'd, I'd love to know if you got it there. I do have it. Um, is it something uh, relevant? It is. I, I know he's been in like Sons of Anarchy and stuff. Yeah. Which is I, cool. Wow. I For some reason, I didn't put it in here. But yeah, he got dropped from a TV show that he was intermittently on. Right. And um, I was just going to say the... Oh, I got it. He had a role in the stars show, American Gods. American Gods. American Gods. They cut him off. I don't know what that is, but Stars is a is a pretty legit uh, network. Agreed. So I mean, jeez. Yeah. Uh, and it it wasn't until these things transpired that I heard him say something. He he uh, put out a statement in response to these allegations, and again I'm going to read it verbatim just because, you know, as terrible as this is, there is always two sides to every story. Right. Uh, so what he said, I think he also said it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, it read. Obviously, my heart and my life have long been magnets for controversy, but these recent claims about me are horrible distortions of reality. My intimate relationships have always been entirely consensual with like-minded partners, regardless of how and why others are now choosing to misrepresent the past. That is the truth. So that is Marilyn Manson's statement on the matter. Right. So I... That's his side of the story, I guess. Right. That he's choosing to say. Yeah. Um, so take that for what you will, I guess. Right. Uh, and I'd say take it with a grain of salt because, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, we're living in the Me Too movement. Yep. Um, where the women are being suppressed um, for the trauma that they've gone through. So I, I'm inclined to side with Evan Rachel Wood. Right. Um, and yeah, like I said, they. There was a quote 
from Spin Magazine in 2009 of him speaking with the reporter from Spin. And um, he told Spin that he called Ms. Wood 158 times one day after a breakup. Quote, I have fantasies every day about smashing her skull in with a sledgehammer, he said. And right after that, his representative said the quote from Spin was a theatrical rock star interview promoting a new record. Hmm. So the, if you look at the quote itself, it's pretty. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it makes you kind of turn your head a little bit. Right. But then obviously his rep's going to be like, no, he's just being a shock rocker. Yeah. Like this is all f- to promote the new record, which is his gimmick. Okay, question. Like this is a very stupid question, but is this the most shock rock thing ever like what all right just hypothetically speaking and this is obviously really going out on a limb and i'm only saying this because i want to believe his statement so bad just for the sake of me liking his music okay like you said i am very inclined to side with evan rachel wood and i am because i mean at the end of the day that is that's the right way to go but what if this is just one huge publicity stunt you know, I'm not. It's definitely not. I'm just saying. I'm, we're no, talking know, about chakra. You know, I was gonna say like, <laughs> this goes into my one hot minute, but okay. With celebrities and all that stuff, and musicians and actors, like, I think this stuff happens more often than we think it does. Yeah, I think so too. Allegations and accusations just to boost your fame. Yeah. So, in terms of shock rock, I'd say I think the most shocking thing that Marilyn Manson's ever done is say he's the antichrist and like wipe his ass with an American flag. That's yeah. the most shocking thing he's done. Yeah. Um, regardless of that, you know, they say that there's no such thing as um, bad publicity. Right. I mean, exposure this is, is exposure. I don't know about this though. This is the worst publicity you could get. I'm just saying that's a quote that people no, say. No, I, I know. Um, Until so you're canceled. Regardless of, yeah, canceled, I guess, which is dumb, canceling things. But um, <laughs> regardless of that, there are more eyes on Marilyn Manson now than there have been in the past since Columbine, probably. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Fame. Right. But not in the sense that you might want. Yeah, definitely not. I'm, um, just, I'm just saying. And false accusations do happen. Right. In this situation where a woman steps up, she files a lawsuit, but there's, big payout. There's at least a dozen women. And that's there is, why yeah. I am siding with them because. Yeah, for sure. Know. That's the default. That should right. be the default. Um, Dita's quote kind of. Is the saving grace if there is one for Marilyn Manson where she said that this doesn't reflect their relationship, but like our stance, like we said, is with the victims. Yes. All right. Like you just said, I mean, people make false accusations all the time, but I'm gonna get back to the the news right now. Okay. Because I think these these are the red flags to me that made me be like, okay, he's the statement he made is false and what all the women are saying are true. Okay. And here's why. There's, there's multiple people I'm about to say. So starting with, again, going in the order of how I heard it. Wes Borland, who is the guitarist for Limp Biscuit, mm-hmm. and was also a former guitarist in Manson's band at one point in time. He was quoted as saying, uh, how, how does it go here? He said the allegations against Manson are, quote, fucking true. Okay. That's, that's one. Yeah. That's that's a pretty credible guy. Okay. Um, in terms of, you know, former lovers again, um, are you familiar with Otep? I've heard of him. Yeah. O- Otep is... A, the band is called Otep, and the singer's name is Otep. Okay. It's it's a her. She's she's pretty pretty dope. Um, 
She said Manson has abused his current wife. Yeah, yeah. Who, whose name is Lindsay Usich, I think. I don't know. Okay. And the reason Otep knows this is because Otep dated a woman who was friends with Lindsay. Okay. And Lindsay would, would call uh, their house at like really weird hours and all this shit. Uh, just hysterical because Manson was doing whatever he was doing. Right. So there's that. And I think the final nail in the coffin for me, I mean, I know you'll definitely appreciate this. Uh, Trent Reznor uh, of Nine Inch Nails, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. Another one of your all-time favorite artists. Yep. Uh, he, he condemned Manson completely. And he was quoted as saying, I have been vocal over the years about my dislike of Manson as a person and, and cut ties with him nearly 25 years ago. Yeah. So That's I, all he said, though. Huh? That's all he said, though. Yeah, but no I'm specifics. saying... I know, I know. But, well, you're referring to that book, and he refuted a story in that book. Yeah. So he did say stuff about that. Yeah, but he also could have been covering his own ass. Yeah. Which is what you would expect from a former associate of Marilyn Manson right now. But that's the point I'm trying to make. He he saw it before anyone else did. Or he was a part of it and he was trying to cover his own ass, if, which is what happened. If we're going back 25 years, that that puts us right at Antichrist Superstar era. Yeah. And that is the last album that Reznor did with Manson. Yeah. So I think he saw it before anyone and was like, I got to get away from this guy. Yeah. For suspect motives? Question so you're mark? saying Trent Reznor is... Well, if we, if we want to reference the autobiography... Uh, my, uh, the Long Hard Road Out of Hell, which is the name of it, which I didn't mention earlier. And you obviously know it better than I do. I've never yeah. read it. so Trent Reznor was a part of this event that happened in the book. Which which he refutes, of course. No. Which he refuses, yeah, because he doesn't also want to get canceled. Yeah, he, he calls it a complete fabrication, and I don't blame him because... I mean, I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, but I'm just trying to defend Trent right now. I'm just saying, yeah, you, you're trying to defend Trent, but he also might be trying to defend himself I know. through lies or know. just completely denying things, which in cancel culture, that's that's the logical response that I, that a person would have. Let me get as far away from this person as possible, no matter what, even if I did or I didn't, I'm going to deny everything. But cancel culture wasn't a thing 25 years ago. But he's saying it now. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't want to get canceled now. That's why he's saying it now. But you and I have talked many times about how they've had like this feud for the past 25 years. Yeah. Because like Reznor said, he saw how terrible of a person Manson was. You think Trent Reznor was a clean cut person back in the day? He didn't do anything wrong? I, I know he definitely has had substance abuse problems. That's all that I personally know of. I know he's... He's got a very happy wife and family now. So now, yeah. I, I Back then, I though? Dude, I mean... We don't know. I Yeah, there's there's no way to know. All I'm saying is... Everyone's jumping on the train to condemn him because of cancel culture. A, a part of the reason why Evan's doing it so hard is because of cancel culture. Mm-hmm. No one wants to get canceled. That's terrible. Yeah. Your sale's going to go down. No one's going to listen to your music. You go broke. Let, let me put it... Speaking of that, his... Uh, for obvious reasons, he, he is not being played on the radio anymore. Manson. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes total sense. Um, right. Um, so, yeah, I guess that was kind of a good amount. Uh, yeah. Let's see what else we got here. Um, we covered a lot really fast. We did. I mean, I, I'm. is there a way to conclude this? I'm at a loss for words. 
I think, I think the final question is, can you separate the artist from the art or the art from the artist? And should you? Right. Cause dude, I mean, when you, when you came over, uh, the other day and we were, we were hanging out, listening, you know, cause it, in my opinion, this is the last time that we're going to get to talk about Manson on the pod. Yeah. On the pod for sure. And who knows if we're probably not going to ever be able to see him in concert again. Now. I think we will. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know with, with COVID and now this, who's that one football player that like abused his wife? Uh, all of them. Yeah, no, we still watch I, them kidding, play football. No, Marilyn Manson is still going to tour. I don't. Who who's going to take him on tour? Michael Vick fought fucking dogs, and right. we can watch him throw a football. I guess, but I think that's different. How is that different? Because Michael Vick abused those dogs before cancel culture was a thing. Yeah, and he served that's, his yeah, prison yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I see I'm not defending Michael. That's Vick a great point because I. That's why I mean, cancel culture doesn't work. That's why it's dumb. I think it's dumb for different reasons. I I don't know. It's a reason for for people to be keyboard warriors on Twitter and jump on one person because th- this is really ironic too. Because a lot, of, I'm going to talk about this in the segment, but Marilyn Manson's whole thing is being a martyr, like the theme of a right. lot of his music. He's the scapegoat. Now he is. Actually. Now he is for sure. Well, to finish my thought, what we were when we were hanging out the other day, we were like, all right, this is probably our last opportunity to listen to Manson. Uh, and, and you go and listen, you, you listen to, I mean, he, he covers sweet dreams by Eurythmics. Yeah. There is, there is a lyric in that song. Who knows if he chose this because of this reason, but one of the lyrics is, you know, some of them want to be abused. Yeah. Be abused. Mm-hmm. Some of them want to use you. Some of them want to be used. However the fuck it goes. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. There's that. And then irresponsible hate anthem. He says, I'll rape the raper. Yep. So, I mean... I don't know. I, I think he's. That's why it's of no surprise to me because he's dropping hints all throughout his catalog. He said, "I wear this fucking mask because you can't handle me." Like, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I don't listen to Marilyn Manson because I want to feel happy about the world. I'm I don't want at the world. Yeah, I, I don't want. I don't want to listen to Marilyn Manson because I'm having. Or, I don't want to listen to Marilyn Manson. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I just said it. Yeah, you know. I don't listen to him. And, I don't listen to him and feel good inside about everyone and love everyone. Right. That's not the point of his music. So, I guess I'm gonna just ask you right now: Can you separate his art from him, the artist? Yes and no. That's a great question. I'd say to a degree, but not never fully. And that's what I was trying to say last week with Bass Nectar. It's such a weird position to be in because yeah. you, you grew up with this guy's music, and it's it is a part of you for better or worse. For the yeah. rest of your life, it, it is, I mean, we obviously know Manson more than a lot of other artists. Yeah. And he's special to us because he's obviously helped us through some tough times and whatnot. So. I'm going to say, I'm going to lean towards yes, just because I've never met the guy. I don't know him personally. I listened to a, a CD. Yeah. That's a separation right there. The CD is not the same as hanging out with Marilyn Manson and having conversation with him and being his friend. You're listening to a product. Mm-hmm. Also, this is another factor. His music isn't just his. It's also Twiggy Ramirez's. It's also Ginger yep. Fish's. John it's Five. also Madonna Wayne Gacy's. Uh, it's also John Five's. Yep. You know, if you condemn a whole musician's body of work, um, multiple musicians, then, you know, 
that's like people are getting more flack. Everyone else around him is getting flack for this for what they didn't do. Yeah. Go, going back to Trent Reznor for a second, Marilyn Manson would have never existed without Trent Reznor. Eh. I mean, a okay. lot of people say that. I, I know. It's, it's you know, like he, he quote unquote discovered him, produced his first, I don't well, know how many albums. Produced Portrait his, of American Family was not Trent Reznor. Another kick-ass album. He didn't do portrait. I don't. Do you, you hear any? You can hear the the. I'm pretty sure you he can produced hear Trent, that, didn't he? Huh? He produced it. I can't hear any Trent Reznor on it. I can hear him on um, Antichrist Superstar though. This was one of my trivia questions for you, because I was like, which albums? How many Manson albums did Reznor produce? And you were like, is it albums or EPs? Because he did. Did you do? Like did you do portrait? I think he did. Okay. Because he did everything up to Antichrist, which is three. Ten, Technically, the second album, because it's Portrait, Smells Like Children, Antichrist. Smells Like Children is an EP. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's why I, I kind of gave you the the uh, the runaround on that one. <laughs> exactly. Technicality. So, yeah, I was I was just being a dick because you know Trent. I know you like Trent too. Yeah. So. But yeah. So I guess circling back. Um, yeah. I mean. Okay. So I said I in response to you, I said two things. I said. I don't know the guy personally. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm not, I listen to a CD or I listen to an album and that's it. And if you cancel his music, you also cancel everyone else who contributed to that album's work uh, that you, you cancel their work as well. The producers, the audio engineers, everyone, especially the people that make, that make royalties on it. Trent Reznor makes royalties on right. Antichrist Superstar. Right. So now we're canceling him too. Where does it end? I don't know. It's, it is a slippery slope. It is, for sure. So I'm not saying we should or we shouldn't. I'm just saying have discretion. Yeah. Um, and I, I think with that, like I said, this is the last time we're going to get to talk about him probably. So we're, we're, we're going to say a lot. I have a lot to say about. And it is the Valentine's Day episode, and a lot of his music relates to... Uh, heartbreak yeah and uh yeah so i mean i guess we can just move right into it yeah so valentine's day yep is going to be the topic love and metal um specifically and i chose marilyn manson because well for one he's an artist i listen to a lot when i'm after i've gone through a breakup or when i feel down about that type of stuff and he has two songs off of hollywood valentine's day Perfect song to listen to on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And the love song. Yeah. So aptly titled, aptly chosen to be talked about. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll just start with him as a whole, as an artist. Uh, why do I love him slash did I love him? Yeah. I don't know anymore. Um, right. The first reason here is he says the things that no one else tells you. Exactly. Uh, he tells you like it is. Like it is. And he's saying stuff that that I personally needed to know. And no other artist or body of government or religion or parent or teacher could tell me. Yeah. Specifically, you know, I, I grew up Catholic and I remember hanging out with my friend Jake Pawson. He introduced right. me to metal. The first Marilyn Manson song I heard was The Beautiful People. Of course. And he's saying, uh, you live with apes, man. It's hard to be clean. Yeah. That's so like. Can't smell your own shit on your knees. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, oh my God, he's so pessimistic. And then um, obviously the fight song, yeah. you know, uh, what's the lyric? 
I'm not, I'm a, not slave a slave to, to a, a god, god that doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, growing up Catholic and being kind of a, a shyer type of person, I was like, it blew my mind. I was yeah. like, I can't believe that you could even think that way. <laughs> I didn't even know this was a path of thought that was possible. And it, it scared the fuck out of me, actually. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this type of music. Uh, but something about it, I was just it's like... powerful. I was Yeah, it's powerful. I was drawn to it. And I was like, that's the shock rock aspect, uh, yeah. aspect right? Absolutely. So yeah, I, I heard this person screaming these lyrics at me that I'd, I'd never heard anyone else tell me that I, I couldn't even conceive of. And I was drawn <laughs> to that and I just, I was hooked. Yeah. And disposable teens obviously comes to mind. Uh, how's it go? I'm a teen distortion. Survived, survived abortion. abortion yeah. A rebel from the waist down. No one's saying this stuff, yeah. especially during the nineties when he was popular in the early two thousands. And, and you know what else people don't say? And this might sound like we're piling more shit on him, <laughs> but he is the only artist. How do I say this? He's the only white artist I've heard use the N word in a song. And not be totally condemned. Yeah. And he doesn't say it in a racist way. I mean, that word is obviously as racist, racist yeah. as it can get, but just the way he sings it, it's like, I don't know. It's crazy, right? He's saying, yeah. he's saying things that you're not supposed to be able to say. And he's telling you, he's telling you how it is. Right. Fucking amazing. Yeah, I, in, 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 in a fucked up way. Yeah, and that's the point we're trying to make is like, he's been giving us these hints all throughout his whole career. Yeah. Cake and sodomy. It's called cake and sodomy. That's, I mean, it's on the first record. He says, like, white trash kid, get on your knees. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, that's, I, I, I guess the shock aspect would be the, to sum it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, moving right along. Uh, like I said, I'll be focusing on Hollywood uh for the love and metal theme um and just some background on the album it came out after columbine right where basically the album he came out with right after columbine. right after columbine where basically everyone was saying yeah you're the reason why these kids killed everyone and killed themselves like what the fuck is wrong with you everyone in america hates you every parent wants you to go kill yourself like right. what the fuck marilyn manson yeah. why'd you do this and he uh he dropped this album in response to Columbine, and he said that it was, quote, a declaration of war. Right. As we've discussed, and that is, uh, you know. A fire premise that for is a metal album. Anti-Car Superstar is definitely my favorite album by him, but Hollywood is a close second just because of all the, yeah. the stuff yeah. around see, it. See, Hollywood was my favorite and my first that I listened to, yeah. and as I get older, I think antichrist is really my favorite but hollywood it's the best but hollywood is him just pissed off and saying fuck you all you know it's i think, it I think hollywood tough. might be a tighter concept i i would probably agree with you i don't know just but antichrist about, has and, trent reznor on exactly it. that's why i always go back to that yeah one. hollywood is john five which yeah, is a different that's kind the, of cool it is also cool um yeah, so I, just some more background on Hollywood. Um, it's a satire about Hollywood, obviously. Yep. It's called Hollywood, and it focuses on celebritarianism. Which what's, is what's the um, the the subtitle like? Something about in the shadow of the valley of death. In the shadow of the valley of death. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, it's a it's like a again time. referring to like the Hollywood Valley, Hollywood Hills, all basically. That shit, yeah. So, yeah, and it it focuses on celebritarianism, which is a, a word that Marilyn Manson has coined, which is basically. Uh, a religion that he is satiricized um, and the tenet is basically that uh, America specifically has a lot of martyrs right. and we kill celebrities and we celebrate their death as, yep. as like a God, as like our God. And we really do. And we do based all... off of, and, and the reason for it is because of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, 
That's yeah. how far it goes back. The, Im our, the image of the predominant religion in America is a person crucified on a cross. Right. A martyr. A person that that's has like what died. what a crucifix is. People wear that shit around their necks it's a day. It's a person that's bleeding to death. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's basically saying, like, you know, coming stemming from the myth of Jesus Christ, we have built our society on this idea that when you're martyred, you're immortalized. Right. You're a god now, and we love you because either you were killed or you killed yourself for us. Uh -huh. Um. Yeah, and then um, it's a part of the triptych, which is what Marilyn Manson fans call the Antichrist Superstar, Mechanical Animals, Hollywood, Triple Album Run, probably the best great concept. trilogy of in music ever. Yeah, they're all amazing concept albums. Um, yeah, so then um, moving right along, the love song is a song in that album. I think it's the third one. Um, and that is a satire about uh, what America really loves, which is guns, God, and government, which yeah. is the chorus of the uh, the song. Yeah. Do you love your guns? Yeah, God, yeah, government, yeah. I mean, we just saw at the riots Fuck, at Capitol yeah. Hill. Yeah. This is, you know, pretty true. Right. Um, yeah, damn, didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, the lyric, another lyric is, got a crush on a pretty pistol. It's basically just saying it's it's satiricizing how much Americans love their guns, which they do. She says, "I'm a pretty bullet." <laughs> Gonna be a star someday. Yeah. All these all oh, these lyrics, boy. they they allude to the celebritarianism. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's about how violence is romanticized, especially in American culture. JFK is and, a big one for him, and that's why he covered personal Jesus. Oh, by, really? By Depeche Mode, also. I mean, I don't know. I'm just assuming because that's obviously you know personal jesus it's obviously in the name right and even that he has a song called president dead uh -huh. which is about how jfk got shot in the head and it was televised for everyone to watch yep. basically the second coming of jesus christ for americans we're watching this our our leader get shot in the head and now he is a martyr for us right and we eat that shit up it was televised fucking crazy right unbelievable <laughs> and it's like one of the most famous images of all time yet like the most gruesome yeah, you know. Yeah, and the lyric after that is, "This is for the people we want you. This is for the people we want you." God. Um, and that's like his whole thing, Marilyn Manson, the name, uh, Charles Manson and Marilyn Monroe. Yep. We lo we have an obsession with serial killers. Why? Because we're fascinated by them and and death yep. and um, just the macabre. Because death is the one answer that we as humans don't have. It's the and only we'll, thing we don't have an answer to. Exactly. And and that's why we we praise God or praise death as like our kind of fucked up God. Yeah. That's his, that's his like standpoint. And I, I, I'm inclined to agree with him. I mean, you know who Jim Jones is? Jim Jones? Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty generic name. Okay. He was a cult leader that killed 900 people. Was he the, the punch guy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> you know Charles Manson? Cool. Oh, yeah, of course. Derek, uh, Eric Harris? Is Columbine? Eric Harris was Columbine. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did I say? Charles Manson. Yeah. Uh, Ted Bundy. Yeah, of course. John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. See, the fact that we know Ed all Gain. these names. Yeah. Who would you say? Ed Gain. Yeah. Oh, that one's fucked up. Yeah, it is. Uh oh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh yeah. See, the fact that we can name off all these serial killers means that we have glorified them in culture. Yeah. In an ideal in an ideal society, we would just never say their names. They would just be forgotten completely but they're not we make documentaries about movies. them movies <laughs> make some pretty killer movies no pun intended it's 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 an obsession it is and he's he's putting this in your face he's saying 
look at what you're doing. Like, yeah, that's that's it. And, and it's ironic because now he's the one that's being martyred, but right. no one loves him for it. Right. So it's it's just really ironic. Yeah, it is. Um, and yeah, it, it was partly autobiographical too. I mean, he this was response to Columbine, like we said. He's saying, look what's happening to me. You're throwing me under the bus because my death is a, is a sacrifice. It's making you guys all feel better about yourselves for your failures to educate your kids. Right, right. And now I'm the one that's paying the price for it to make you feel better. Yeah. Basically. Um, yeah, so I want to talk about that song. And then Valentine's Day, which I listen to every Valentine's Day. Of course. Because it's called Valentine's Day. Right. It's a very prophetic uh, sounding song. He doesn't scream. Um one of the lyrics is in the shadow of the valley of death they slit our wrists and send us to heaven the first flowers after the flood well another martyr themed kind of thing they slit our wrists and send us to heaven like we're killing you for a higher purpose yeah to make ourselves feel yeah um i'm getting through this very fast that was all i had on hollywood okay everything else for hollywood um any final thoughts no, I think Valentine's Day kind of is perfect. Perfect, right? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I still have a couple more uh, from Antichrist Superstar. Tourniquet. Yeah, of is, course. Uh, yeah, great song. One of your prime breakup songs. One of my prime breakup correctly. songs. Why, why has that become a theme in our in our podcast? Because you, you told me one time and I just thought it was funny. I, I just talk about my breakups too much. <laughs> um, in the beginning, it has like a kind of a weird like, well, yeah. yeah, and it's do you know what he's saying during that part? The weird, like little, like shuffly. It's this is my lowest point of vulnerability played backwards. Okay, that's what he's saying, and then it's played backwards. That's like that weird little distortion thing with his voice. Yeah, and then the lyric is, uh, "She's made of hair and bone, little teeth, things that cannot speak." Do you know what that? Uh, do you know how he came up with that? No. It's based on a dream he had about building a woman out of his own hair and baby teeth. What the fuck? She's made of hair and bone little teeth. That's about a dream he had. He, has, he also has another fucked up dream uh, about where everyone's zombies. Of course. We've all been there. <laughs> Take your hatred out on me. Make my victim your head. I mean, oh, I love that song. Dude. He's, he's, he's saying like, I, I don't take this literally as a, as a, I take this literally as him being mad at an ex lover, but mm-hmm. it can be metaphorical for anything you want. Um, yeah, he's basically just saying like, "You're hurting me. Like you're you're taking out your your anger on me, your lover, and um, I'm accepting it because it makes you feel better." Right. Pretty emo love song. <laughs> um, but it's awesome. It is. And then uh, "Man That You Fear," one of the closers. Yeah. And he talks about it in his autobiography. He wrote the lyrics while at his cousin's wedding ceremony. The boy that you loved is the monster you fear. Boy, that wow, that so, was some Nostradamus shit right there. <laughs> so, yeah, See, he fucking called it like yeah. 25 years earlier, exactly. <laughs> and, um, shit. yeah, so he was it, this was after you know he became Marilyn Manson, he was no longer Brian Warner, right? His cousin invited him to his wedding, and everyone was just disgusted with him. They're like, What the fuck happened to you? <laughs> and that's that's where he came up with the boy that you loved is now the monster you fear. I've I've become the Antichrist, he to was his telling you. He was telling you. He's been telling us this whole time. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, um, yeah. Not making excuses for the victims, but it's Marilyn Manson. You get what you pay for. I mean, not, I mean, like I said, 
I'm not. You get what I'm trying I, to I say. I do. No, I, I'm on the same page as you. Like it's Marilyn Manson. You you don't you don't listen to these things and expect him to be like a model citizen, right? That's all we're saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um. Yeah. I guess that wraps it up for me. Uh, do you want to touch on anything else before we move on to the segments? Uh. I mean, we're just Valentine's Day shit in general. Yeah. Love and metal. Um, well, we got written down here breakup songs, so I kind of want to hear some of your stories. <laughs> what do you mean? Just... Like, one funny story. One funny story? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, a breakup and a song. Okay. No, I got one perfect all right, for you all right, right here. All right. Um... So, this is also on my list. You know the song This Love by Pantera? Oh, of course. Of course. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's like a song about this, basically, it's Phil Anselmo. Yeah. Phil Anselmo. <laughs> this girl loves Phil. He can't love her back. It's an abusive relationship. Right. You keep this love, break, love, scar. So, it's like an abusive relationship. I had this girlfriend in high school <laughs> when I was 16. Uh-huh. And she was 16. And, um, yeah, I like broke up with her. And I just, I listened to this song on repeat. That's why I can't listen to the song anymore because it's like too good. And she was like abusive, kind of. How she so? like hit me a couple times. What? And and the, the relationship itself was like emotionally abusive. Okay. So imagine me in like art class in first hour and I'm like, you keep this love. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's it. I didn't mean to put you on the spot that. No, I, 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 you know me. I hold my heart on my sleeve. I, I'm not afraid to share anything. So. Yeah. Well, you got, you got any other funny stories? Uh, I guess. Um, I, I guess let let's let's get into our our top five because I think uh, that's a good segue because you just brought up this love. I I have another <laughs> Pantera song. A uh, different one. Yeah. Okay. You don't um, want to talk about Courtney Love. I think I'm going to save that for my one hot minute. Okay. Top five. You want to go first? You want to go first? Whatever, man. All right. So you, you already you already said this love, so just go for it. We're doing our. This will also be probably our uh, weekly companion playlist in the link below. This is our each of our top five metal power ballads probably some more yeah probably because um, there are dude this was hard for me to narrow it down dude to this five. was such a good one it I mean, is this was a really good segment to pick because people hear oh power ballad that sucks but it's like, not a power ballad it's just a metal ballad yeah but like not a power metal ballad no 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 that's I'm what not, that's what i thought when you said that i was like power metal ballad i'm not, I'm not saying power this metal. Love! yeah no, you know, none of that. that um so yeah it was just, just like love songs breakup songs metal related yeah um so i put mine in order Okay. My number one is Tourniquet. All right, As you know, that's fair. my favorite song to listen to when I'm fucked up about a woman or a man or whomever. <laughs> Marilyn Manson song, of course. Second is Putting Holes in Happiness. You heard that one? What is that? It's Marilyn Manson off of Eat Me, Drink Me. See, I didn't listen to anything. Golden Age of Grotesque is the cutoff point for me <sighs> until... Um, Probably the Pale Emperor. Anything Dude, in he, between, I don't really like. That no, much. yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a dark area. It's like there's no light that shines on that area because it's so bad. Yeah, but there's some sleepers in that. I yeah, I feel you. Time of sure. his discography, like uh, 
There, there's some good stuff on Born Villain also. So I mean, Dude, I don't even, I couldn't even name you a song off that album. I couldn't I just, either, but oh, I know. It's just like there. such a letdown. <laughs> Putting Holes in Happiness is off of Eat Me, Drink Me. So right after Golden Age, it yeah. has Tim Scold on it. My favorite guitar solo of all time is on that song. Of all time? Yeah. It's fucking dope. Of all time? Yes. Okay, okay. You haven't even heard it. Yeah, because... You're I, judging it. Uh, <laughs> he goes, the sky was blonde like her. It was a day to take the child out back and shoot it. What the That's what it, the, the, the child being the relationship that he had with this woman. Okay, all right. Um, Jesus. And the, the whole album is like a heartbreak album. He said that... Uh, I'll give you a quote, too. This is some Marilyn Manson deep facts. Uh-huh. He said that this was the album that he always wanted to write. Eat Me, Drink Me. Yeah, it's literally a breakup album. I didn't put it on my Valentine's because... I just don't let's do it that much, right. but it's it's a breakup album okay. by Marilyn Manson. It's okay. fucking good. All right. And he sang the whole thing while laying on his back, like with the microphone above him. Okay. Just some more insight. All right. The third on my list is Love Hate Love by Alice in Chains. Good shit, dude. Good shit, right? Love hate Dude, yeah, the, the, the last like two minutes of that song are just fucking amazing. Yeah, it's just it's Lane fire. screaming. It's just a slow build and then... Yeah, and I I also relate to this one too because of that ex-girlfriend from Pantera. I also listened to a lot of this. <laughs> okay. Because I liked her. I hated her. I liked her after we broke up. That was like the chronology. Right, right. So I related a lot to this. Fair. Uh, four, This Love, obviously. Yep. When the guitar comes in and doesn't stop. Break my neck every time. Yeah, that's groove metal its finest right there. Also, Pantera or uh, Phil Anselmo singing a love song. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. It is pretty hilarious, but like he still is a badass. He's doing he's doing it justice. Right. <laughs> Number five, Creep by Radiohead. Okay. Pretty metal. Yeah. When the guitar comes in. Yeah, that's. Fair. And he screams at the end. He does. But I think you told me you don't like Pablo Honey era radio. No, no, I do. It's oh, not my okay. favorite. See, I only like, I mean, I can say this about a lot of artists, but uh, I only like their old shit, like their 90s shit. Pablo Honey? I like Pablo Honey. I like, okay, Computer, obviously, The Benz. That's it. your favorite stuff? Yeah, just because that's like them in their prime, and then they get like weird. I like their weird stuff. I like, you don't, you don't like In Rainbows? It's okay. Really? I, 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 like I said, I like their sophomore stuff, so like... The most I'd say is like okay computer kid A yeah the uh in rainbows is in rainbows the one with a song called like locust king or some shit or is that an album I think that's the king of limbs king of limbs yeah that's that one's weird but I kind of like some off yeah that's true um yeah so what do you got okay I wouldn't like chronological order of how they okay were were released <laughs> all right uh a true '80s power ballad uh by the the OG German band, the Scorpions, <laughs> still loving you. It okay. is it is fucking fire, dude. <laughs> like if you're gonna listen to any '80s, like I wouldn't like I didn't bring them up in in the hair metal episode because I just truly don't consider them hair metal, but they were kind of part okay. of that scene. Okay. If you're gonna listen to any kind <laughs> of song like that, it's that one. Scorpions, man. Yeah, they're fucking sweet. Uh, after that, also in the '80s, fade to black. Uh, by Metallica. It's a love song? No, I'm not. Like I said, it can be a ballad, it can be a love song. A ballad is a love song. So you're telling me Fade to Black isn't a ballad because it's not a love song? (sighs) It's just a slow... It's a love letter to your former self. Fine. (laughs) How about that? Sure. Okay. (laughs) My Pantera choosing is Cemetery Gates. 
It's not even a love song. Are you insane? It's about a friend who dies. That is love. And it's I do it better than Dimebag can even play it with my voice. No one does it better than Dimebag. <laughs> yeah, Cemetery Gates is good. You're telling me that's not a love song? Just because it doesn't have the word love in the title like this love does. What about Hollow? Yeah. Ho- I, dude, like I said, it was super Cemetery tough to make Cemetery Gates this. is better than Hollow. I would... Mm, that's tough. <laughs> Cemetery Gates is like a classic. It is, but I think that is the Pantera song that I've heard more than any. Cemetery so, Gates? Either that or I'm Broken or... or the what about one. Walk? I feel like that's a radio. But Walk never gets old because it's that good. You know? Yeah. It's good every single time. Respect. <laughs> Walk. <laughs> it, it, it's good, but it's it's too slow for me. What? Like, I love what it. What is? Walk. Walk is too slow? I love it, but it's like... It's like on the slower side of groove, and I like the faster side of groove. I guess is what but I But it's say. about whooping ass <laughs> so is piss that's faster yeah. dude they, they have like the exact same tempo and jerk you off with this why do you say jerk you off because if with i was to be jerked hand. off by a sandpaper hand i don't think i would like it all you'd, too much you'd be pissed <laughs> i would be pissed all right. all right what else you got i i did like a a two-parter here okay but if i have to pick one of the two parts okay. it would have to be vermilion part two. Oh, that's a good that, that would be on my let's have my top like six Right. That one's oh it's god. So sad. That all I have a connection to that with an X also. I I I just connect my music to my emotional states too much. Do you want to tell the story? No, this okay, one's too close to enough. home. All right, fair enough. Um, the music video especially makes it yeah sad because it is probably it's the most simple yet so fucked up music video I have ever seen. Yeah. But there's you could play it on like MTV, and right, they wouldn't right. have to censor it. Right. And it's still the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. Um. And I'm not going to explain what it is. Because <laughs> you so got to watch it. people can go watch it on their own. <laughs> I can't make her real. She isn't yeah. real. I can't make her real. I don't know. I think... It's insane. I would say behind Suicide Note Part 1 and 2. Okay. Vermilion Part 1 and 2 is the best... Uh, well, the Unforgi- Unforgiven 1 and Unforgiven 3 by Metallica. Yeah, those are good too. Unforgiven 2 I'm not a huge fan of, but... Do you like Vermilion Part 2 more than Snuff? Uh, see, I almost put Snuff too. I, I I think I like Vermilion Part Two more, just because I've listened to it less. It makes me hurt more. Yeah, it's like slower. <laughs> hurt by Nine Inch Nails. That's oh no 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 I know Vermilion I'm Part just, Two. I'm just hurt saying. would be a great ballad for I, this list. I know I didn't put the it. Johnny Cash version though. Oh, no, hurt is, hurt is awesome. The first time I heard Hurt was on Rick and Morty. What? And my friend was like, "Dude, this you know this is a tra- uh, Nine Inch Nails song, right?" And I was like, "Wait, what?" What episode? I don't remember that at all. The last one of season one. Oh yeah, when so we're Rick... going back a while. No, no, or season one or season two. He uh, he goes to inter- intergalactic jail, and oh. lets his family go off free. Okay, and yeah. that's why because he heard everyone. Yeah, because he, he was being selfish and he yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't want to be selfish anymore. Yeah. and I was like, wow, metal really isn't everything, <laughs> yeah. even Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that concludes our top five. I got one more. Buddy. Oh, this is the off one. You guys, you still got to tell me that story too. What? The funny story. You said you wanted to hear my top five first. The funny breakup story. What are you talking about? Remember you said, do you have a breakup story connected to a song? And I was like, yeah. Oh, and you asked me and I said I'd tell later. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Speaking of snuff, I'll, I'll just say that song uh, helped me through uh, breakup. <laughs> that, 
was terrible. What else? <laughs> I need details here. Um, my heart is just too dark to care. <laughs> I think that's the lyric that every Slipknot fan relates to most off that song. Yeah, because in because in it's so like it's like ah, hero. you got me. <laughs> you get ah, you got me, Corey. <laughs> yeah. You got me on that one. Um, is that is that all you want to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We love in there. Unrequited love, both ways. I mean, that's, that's what metal's all about. In the end, is unrequited love or some something that you can't have. Yeah, or some shit like that. Um, and on that note, my last one, my last uh, metal ballad is called "So Far Away" by Avenged Sevenfold. Okay, it's cool. uh, it's about their drummer who died. Oh wow! Um, like at the height of their career. Damn. Uh, it's pretty. Uh, it's a tearjerker for sure. But it's actually, it's really Speaking good. Speaking of, Tearjerker by Korn yes. is my... No, I'm just kidding. That's a good one. <laughs> nice pick. Yeah. All right. Speaking of pick. <laughs> <laughs> We're hitting the transition today. Yeah. Pick of the week. Mine is Holy Wood by Marilyn Manson. Probably the last time I'll be able to do anything Marilyn Manson related on the pod. Right. So before he uh, floats off into the ether where old celebrities go to die, mine is Holy Wood. Fair it's enough. fucking awesome. The album covers like him as Jesus. Yep. Um, Without a jaw, also. Yeah. If I remember that correctly. I think so. Uh, John 5 fucking kills the guitars. He does. Marilyn Manson licked his butthole. Or he licked <laughs> Marilyn Manson's butthole on stage. What? You know about that? I thought it was Twiggy. No, it, John 5. Oh. And then afterwards he goes, yeah, it, it, it didn't taste bad, but it kind of smelled a little. That was... Direct quote. I wish you hadn't... I wish we could just like go back in time for the past 30 seconds and undo everything that you just You heard it here first. He tossed his salad. What do you got? Oh my, my pick of the week is you, actually... It's on video too. You seen that video? Um, Of Marilyn Manson licking John, John Five. It's the other ass. way around. John Five licks Marilyn Manson's ass okay, during a either, concert. Either, why would I see that video? Because it's on YouTube. I don't want to see Okay, that. well... One one more thing before uh, Brendan goes, and I can't talk about Marilyn anymore. He is a fucking performer. Yep. He's like on the stilts. Tearing up Bibles, setting them on fire. The stilts was such a great idea. Cutting think, himself with bottles. He is just a, an amazing performer. He he leaves everything on the on the on the stage. He used to at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, In recent years, he's I was, that was average. a caveat. Now he's just like pretty garbage. I've honestly. seen really good Manson shows. I've seen pretty. Very average Manson show. When I saw him, I was disappointed, but I knew what to expect. Right. So I was just kind of like, uh, all right. In his prime, though, I'm sure it would be the shit. He's fat now. Yeah. <laughs> like, way fat compared to how he was. And with that, goodbye, Marilyn Manson. Go ahead. Rest in peace. <laughs> my pick of the week is perhaps my favorite EP of all time. What do you think it is when I say that? Your favorite EP? My favorite EP of all time? Jarflies. Yep. I knew it. It is Jarflies. Oh! I can't, that, that, that EP hurts me inside. That is the <laughs> that, OG Sad Boy Hours. That is pain. And for... Yeah. Captured on tape. That is just pure pain that is being transmitted into your eardrum. Right. Jar of Flies by Allison Chains, of course. The album cover is amazing. Yeah. It's like so good. It is. It's It just... And ca- like that is the, pain. That that whole thing is pain. The name and the album cover alone encapsulate everything about it. Yes. In such a like profound way. Uh huh. And it's a kid looking at a jar of flies. Yeah. And 
the reason it's my Valentine. By the way, our pick of the week, the the way we describe it is our favorite album to listen to on Valentine's Day. Right. So George said Hollywood. Right. Which is fair. I picked Jar of Flies because it's like Sad Boy <laughs> Hours. Sad Boy Hours. I'm as you know, uh I uh I'm not the dating type. <laughs> I yeah, okay. So I am typically alone on Valentine's Day. Yeah. So that's the perfect album to just sit alone in my room and sit there in my sorrow. <laughs> but it's it's the best sorrow of all time. Jar of Flies <laughs> is an epic EP. Like it's it's literally the best selling EP of all time. Really? Yeah. Not surprised. Yeah. Jar of Flies is the EP you listen to when your only friend in the world is a bottle of Jack Daniels. That's like what Jar of Flies is. Yeah. Um and there's so many acoustics, yet it's so There's like so harmonica heavy. and there's Nutshell like, Alone is uh, harrowing. Oh my god. See Don't listen to that when you're alone, because something bad might happen. That's like how good that is. <laughs> yeah. And the reason I didn't put that on my top five is because I did the whole EP. So, right. right. Yeah. That's a great pick. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, another great transition because my trivia actually has to do with Jar of Flies. You ass. Yeah. All right. And and you you brought up the album cover. Okay. What is the story behind the album cover? What do you mean? What's the story? Like, who is the little boy? I'm gonna and, say and that. What it's, do the Jar of Flies represent? I'm gonna represent. I'm gonna say that the Jar of or the child is Jerry Cantrell's little brother and the jar of flies represents life and we are the flies you know you're eerily close but not quite okay the little boy is some random kid that no one knows who it is anymore (laughs) (laughs) that's the worst listen 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 listen. but it's supposed to be jerry cantrell as a child and the (sighs) flies was a science experiment project what was the experiment? You know? the, the premise of the experiment was to have two jar of flies. You overfeed one jar and you underfeed the other. Okay. And the conclusion of the experiment is because you overfed one jar, those ones die. And the other jar survives because they were underfed. And if that isn't sad boy hours, That's I don't so know what grunge. is. I know. That's like the definition of grunge. Yeah, it it is when I when I read that I was like and it, full circle right there. Just That's just for context, it. the jar is full of flies that are alive. Yes. So the underfed flies were the ones that survived, and the boy is looking at the jar. And yeah, I guess Jerry said that that really stuck with him all all those years, and just wanted to make some art of it. And it's one of the best pieces of art I've ever seen. So dope. Not as cool as the Nevermind kid that has his penis on the album cover. Yeah. Because that kid is like a real person now that we right. know of, and he's like famous. But the Jar of Flies kid has remained underground, <laughs> no, just yeah. like Allison Chains has remained underground, and therefore better than Nirvana. We'll get into that in a couple of weeks. You heard it here first. Yeah, being underground is pretty cool. Yeah. How do you feel about Sap? Like I love Sap as well. Brother is uh, also a very kick-ass song. The last song on that EP is fucking weird, though. Which one is that? Uh, I also think Chris Cornell is featured on. Yes, but it's fucking weird. Sap is weird to me. I like it a lot though. Yeah, I like Brother. That's yeah. about it though. Name another song off Sap. Uh, what's it called? Is on Sap. Fuck. 
Because that's exactly that's all a sap has. Well, his brother. <laughs> no, there there are other good ones. I just can't. Oh my god! You can name every song off of Jar of Flies right now, but not Sap because Sap because is Jar kind of, of Garbo. Greta Garbo. Kind of Garbo. Oh, um, Jar of, like I said, Jar of Flies when it came out hit number one on the charts. No yeah. EP had ever done that. That's like insane, literally insane. Yeah, like because that's what they're more known for. So. A lot of people say that Sap is superior to Jar of Flies on Reddit. I would. All right, that's the epitome of Reddit right there. That's like idiocy, right? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Everyone's got their own opinion, though. Yeah, and that's fine. And Seth right. is also kick-ass. So. so that was your trivia. Yeah. Okay. Tim Scold, who has collaborated with KMFDM, you know them? Oh, I do. You like them? I do. They are German Some industrial industrial band. shit. Yeah. He's collaborated with them. Uh-huh. Did you know that? I did not. He made an album with them called Scold versus KMFDM. Okay. A whole album of him and KMFDM. Okay. A, a, a band that you like. I, okay. A lot? No, I've... No. Not a lot. Well, you like I'm them. familiar with them and I know a few songs. He loves them. I, I do like them a lot. What was the name of the first band that Tim Scold was in? Would I know it? I don't know. I'm asking you what if you know fuck? it. I'm going to... All right, this is... I've mentioned them before. Why did you relate this to KMFDM? Because I'm trying to prove to you that Tim Skold isn't like a small artist. He's like relatively big and he works with a lot of people. So therefore... KMFDM is a pretty big player in the industrial scene though. Yeah, and the German industrial scene. Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'm just saying like Tim Skold is like a really good musician. So you want me to answer what band was he in? First. First. And it's uh, it, I love this band too. Oh, so they're a legitimate band. Yes, yes, they're legit. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, they have good. Not stuff. like Anal Blast. Or no, 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 nothing with, like that. With Paul Gray. No. Uh, oh. Hmm. There, there's two ways I want to go with this. Okay. Uh Shit, dude. See, I, I want to say Dead Can Dance just because you talk about them a lot and I know you like them, but like at the same time, that wouldn't make sense at all. No, not at all. Um, I said I want to say. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say another weird industrial band like that. Okay. And that is Front 242. No. No? Okay. Who they're, are they? They're an industrial band. From? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but I know they're in like the same realm as Dead Can Dance isn't an, isn't an industrial band. No, I know. But when you said you like them, I was like, oh, that probably means I I feel like we've talked about this. But I know you've talked about Dead Can Dance a lot. So I was yeah. like, yeah. All okay. Right, what is it? All right. Shotgun Messiah. <laughs> oh, shit. You listen to Shotgun Messiah? I mean, I'm familiar with him. Really? Yeah. Dude, I've talked about him on the pod before. Yeah, but there was no way I would have got that. They're fucking good. Have you listened to The Second Coming? The Second Coming? By Shotgun Messiah, the album? No. It's so good. I haven't so like, good. listened to a full album by them. They're a glam metal band right. from Sweden. Your favorite genre and your favorite country. Do they do a song called... Oh, my God. Shotgun Messiah. Heartbreak Boulevard? Yes, yes. Fuck, dude. Son of a bitch. Yeah, dude. I fucking love that song. I never You love that song? That whole album is that good. Is that on Second Coming? Yes. Oh. That whole album is that good. It's all glam metal and it's all like about hair metal. This is glam metal. It's the same thing. 
I like this is my favorite glam metal band probably. You didn't talk about them at all on the hair metal. Episode. Yeah, because they they're like an underground. They only have one. They, they have three albums, yeah. but this is like their only good one. Like, and they're Swedish, so I just didn't. Literally, uh, Heartbreak Boulevard is the only song I've heard. Really? That's why I know them. That dude, was dude. Good. That's Tim Skold on the vocals. No way. Yeah, you're lying to I'm me. Serious. Right now. When did that come out? I I don't know, but that's him on the vocals, dude. He he's a good vocalist, kind of. Dude, yeah. He, he he's a pretty good match for Marilyn Manson's vocals. He has like the same type of style. I remember and on his newer shit. Yeah, that's fair. I remember like. Is this enough evidence for you to listen to him now? Tim's cold. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've I've I like the guys. Just I never would have listened to Scold and dude, listened to the Second Coming. That. I loved that song when I was a kid. Really? You I, know went, that? I, I didn't went, know that song was actually a hit. Let, let me tell you how underground it is. I went to go buy it on iTunes, and they didn't have any Shotgun Messiah. Okay. So I bought like one of those shitty-ass karaoke versions that's like copyright-free, you know? Yeah. And that's what I had to listen to. That's how I love my underground metal. Exactly like you said. You can't find it anywhere. You, you just got to download it from the fucking internet and get a yeah. virus. Oh, Jesus, man. That was... I'm going to play a song for you right after this. It better be Heartbreak Boulevard. Shut the hell up. All right. <laughs> One hot minute. Yeah. I'm going to let you go. Okay. Uh, for some reason, you want me to talk about Courtney Love, which I'm, I'm fine with. Because uh, we're both talking about, you know, toxic people. And toxic relationships. Obviously, Courtney Love and Kurt Cobain. Yeah. The age-old um, question. Yes, and that age-old question and my personal favorite rock conspiracy theory is did Courtney Love kill Kurt Cobain? She killed him. She sure did, I think. <laughs> How yes. do you think she did it? Um, There's a whole movie about it called Soaked in Bleach that I haven't seen in a minute. But it's... I don't know. Soaked in Bleach, they pretty much interview... Just one guy who was like the, uh, who was he, like a personal investigator, uh, who was like, he was somehow working on, on Kurt's suicide case back in the day. Okay. And he was just pretty much talking about how, like, there was definitely foul play in terms of her. Like, she was a shady character. Okay. And I'm not surprised because she is probably the worst human being that I know of. She dated Billy Corgan. That hasn't been canceled, I should say. And Trent Reznor. Yeah. Oh God. I can't even, if I, my, my dad always says I shouldn't use the word hate, but really, yeah. Hate is like the, mo- the, the word that's used most often in metal. Yeah. Especially by Slipknot, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I, if I truly hate any person that I haven't met just because they're a celebrity, it's Courtney Love. She is just awful. Brendan loves Kirk Cobain. Well, I do love Kurt Cobain, obviously, and I will admit I like Courtney Love's music. I think Hole is a pretty kick-ass band. Yeah, and they make bad. some good music. Yeah, but when they're not making music, she is a total piece of shit. And it's I'm funny not that your dad say says it. not to use the word hate. I love hate. I love hate too. <laughs> but metal, <laughs> absolutely. I, I keep interrupting your one hot. I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. I, I like when we feed off each other like this when we do the one hots. Yeah. Um. I guess last thing I'll say. Oh, no, another cool tidbit. Uh, Foo Fighters. Their new album came out last weekend. It's oh. it's pretty damn solid. Okay. Better than I was expecting, to be honest. Um, and the reason I say that is because uh, there's been beef between Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters and uh, Chris Novoselic. Oh. Um, 
like they're all on the same side and they're having beef with Courtney. About something to do with Nirvana about yeah. I don't fucking know. Royalties probably all that other bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, so uh that that alone makes me think she killed him. So you wouldn't know. be surprised. Yeah. Rest in peace to Kurt. Just, All right. Just go watch the goddamn documentary and you'll, <laughs> and you'll get it. There you go. All right. My one hot is about having discretion when it comes to news, media, and allegations. Okay. Because we are outside participants to a famous, n- not just with the Marilyn Manson case, but just in general. Mm-hmm. We are outside observance to uh, situations that make a lot of money. Right. You know, news outlets make money from this. Huge from funny. bad shit happening. Yeah. They feed off negative headlines. Yes. You don't see positive shit in the news. Yeah. No. It's all sensational. So you have to think that, you know, they're going to try to play this up and feed into it and make it last as long as it can so they can make as much money possible because they're not sanctioned by the government. Therefore, they're a separate enti- entity and they can pretty much publish whatever they want right. and censor whatever they want. Right. So just have discretion because... Though it's unlikely, false accusations happen against right. uh, male celebrities and entertainer, entertainers and stuff like that. And it's for the benefit of the news and the liar in the situation. So Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. It can happen, and it has. Yeah. I don't know anything about Marilyn Manson. I don't know anything about Evan Rachel Wood. I don't know both sides of the story. All I'm hearing about is a news outlet that is not impartial telling me things. Right. So I guess, therefore, my opinion is... I have none. Right. I'm inclined to side with Evan, Rachel Wood, but... Sorry, sorry the, to interrupt. Why is why is her name Evan? I just realized that. When you said that, I was like... Yeah, it sounds weird, right? Because, like, Rachel's also part of her name. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know either. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know these people. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about them in my personal life. Right. Um, another example, MGK versus Eminem, a fake rap beef. No, MGK dissed Eminem hard and then drops an EP or an album a month later. Coincidence? Hell no. Drake versus Pusha T. Okay. Push Drake dishes Pusha T, Pusha T dishes Drake back. He drops an album. It goes platinum. Coincidence? Hell no. That's part of what I was trying to say earlier also. Yeah. These things, (laughs) celebrities do this shit all the time. People love conflict, yeah. and conflict gets sales. So, just have discretion. Yeah, don't don't take, let don't let these things affect you in your daily life and make you anxious. Like you, you're never gonna meet these people. They don't really matter in the grand yeah. scheme of your oh, life. Oh yeah, not you at just all. Got, They're you, celebrities. Exactly. They're here to entertain entertain you. Yeah. Just that's it. Take everything with a grain of salt. Be a smart information consumer. I always read both sides too. Yep. Um, remember that, you know, that shit, all that shit you just mentioned, you can't control. So don't get upset about it. Exactly. You know, like it's you can your, observe it and hands. take and note it and take it down. But you don't always day. have to have an opinion. No. You know, just not having an opinion is a valid opinion. <laughs> exactly. Um, and with that, I guess we'll close up the episode. Uh, the next one will be a death metal episode. Yes. Back to no bullshit, straight up, just hard, heavy fuck yeah metal this one we just kind of had to do because it's valentine's day and yeah. obviously this it was is breaking news some pretty major news in our community so yeah so
So uh, my song rec is Price to Pass by Replicire. That Good. riff, that intro riff is everything. The chugs. I will check it out. <laughs> Bet. Um, and you said your buddy will be joining us. Yes, we will have a guest next week. So Who likes death metal, of course. He does. What's Impact. his name? Nicholas. Nicholas. Bobble Dick. Bobble Dyke. All right. <laughs> what do you got? Yeah, my song rec. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about death metal next episode. So went with some mellow death because... Uh, as we talked about on the first episode of this year, um, Alexi Laiho of Children of Bodom yep. passed away. Uh, so I went back and listened to all their shit, which was, oh, so refreshing. <laughs> Just some good old thrashy mellow death. With power influence also. Some neoclassical power blackened. <laughs> yeah. You can hear the keyboards in the back. It's like, whoa. Dude, I'm going to talk about it. I'll, I'll, I'm going to be talking about them a lot. You know, lot I, I don't week. really know how I feel about keyboards in, in uh, death metal. That's so. what I said. But then I listened to them and I'm like, damn, they can really pull this shit off. <laughs> like, it fucking works. Some people can. Yeah. But with that being said, my favorite, my song rec is Six Pounder oh, by Children dude, of Bottom. I've been listening to that all week. Isn't it heavy as all fuck? All week. I love when the guitar comes in. It's amazing. It's, it's like groove as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's, awesome. it's a groove metal song for sure. Yeah. So it's it's unlike all their other shit. Very good pick. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, we'll be getting this, into some death metal next week. Um, but until then, continue listening to the Hours of Power on Impact eighty nine FM every Thursday night from ten p.m. to two a.m. Um, yeah, there's going to be our usual weekly episode companion playlist in the description below. You got it. Uh yeah, man. Don't stop, because we won't. Metal! Nice. Gotta get that death metal in there. You've been listening to The Metal Pod, a production of Impact 89FM. Our thanks to Impact's general manager, Jeremy White, station manager, Amber Kinutsky, and programming director McKenna Lowndes. Tune in next time for more updates on all things metal. The Metal Boys!